We're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, and I'm here at Sugar's Bikini Sports Bar with uh, Craig House. Is that how you say it? It's actually Crack House. Crack House. <laughs> Interesting name. Okay, so uh, let's introduce uh, each one of you. Uh, let's start with you. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Dylan. And uh, next to you? I am Danny Oberbeck. Lee Frederick. And uh, let's see. What do you play, or what do you do in the band Crack House? Uh, I'm the guitarist, the lead guitar. And, and uh, what was your name again? Uh, Dylan Oberbeck. Okay, and you? Uh, well, in Crack House, I play drums and sing lead, um, but we also do a traditional thing where we all switch up instruments and play mandolin and penny whistle and banjo and that kind of stuff, too. So anytime you see us, we might be playing something different. Uh, bass and vocal. Cool. Okay, so how did you guys come up with the name Crack House? Well, for a while, we were kind of a punk rock, a punk rock offshoot of a, another band called Patty Doyle's Boots a more traditional Irish band. And uh, Dylan started coming out with us and playing shows, and we started to punk it out a little bit. And uh, I think one time, a long time ago, we were miscalled Patty Duke's Boils. <laughs> so we took on that moniker for a while. And then uh, I read an article about Patty Duke, and she was having a hard time, so I felt really bad about calling ourselves Patty Duke's Boils. Um, and we were opening, we got an opening slot last year for uh, the Bay City Rollers, and I was driving thinking, we've got to come up with another name. And then Crack House just popped into my head. Because Crack, C-R-A-I-C in Irish, is, uh, is the word for musical fun or what's going on. If you go to Ireland and say, hey, where's the crack? They'll point you to the nearest pub with musicians playing. Um, and then house in German is, is you know, obviously house. And uh, our ancestry is basically half and half Irish. So it just seemed to fit. We live very close to Fontana, so it also fits. So is crack, it's spelled C-R-A-I-C, is that a proper spelling or did you just tweak it a bit so it looks like crack? No, that's the Gaelic spelling of it. Ah, interesting. So, speaking of crack house, <laughs> um, this is my first interview uh, live on location and it's kind of awkward because I have one microphone and we're sharing it with three members of the band, so if you can't hear it, too bad. <laughs> Well, anyways, let's uh, move on with the cool questions. So, uh, how is it like to have... You're playing in a band with your son, right? Yes, he's 14 years old, and uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, you, you always hear about these fathers that take their kids to work, and they treat them, you know, they teach them the trade, working in a sawmill or something like that. So I'm just basically carrying on that tradition. When I was 14, I was in a punk rock band, and had a great time and I wanted him to be able to have the same kind of opportunities. So how's it like to play with your son in the band? It's, it's amazing. He's, uh, he's far surpassed me as far as the competence goes on an instrument. So I started out just bringing him up on stage and watching him, uh, watching him figure out how to play on stage, which is completely different than playing in your living room. Um, and then I just watched him completely zoom on by and uh, I think he's having a pretty good time. And as a father, it's, it's great to be able to share that. So I'm guessing you're the one that uh, got him interested into, or got him into the band in the first place, right? Well, I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah what do you think, Dale? It was really just, I don't know, he kind of. He just started playing after that one show, and everything seemed to click and came to this. So how's it like to play with your father in a band? Be nice. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's not bad. It's a good thing. It's um, you know, we just play and it's like playing with anybody else really when you're on stage. You don't really have as much you have more of a father and son connection when you're playing. You know each other so well. You can end a song right on cue by looking at his eyes and know what to do. It it helps musically a lot. And it's weird, you know how these bands like break up and such, but when you're in a family band, it's kind of hard to break up, right? It's not like get lost, you know, get a, even after a huge fight, you're all going to stick together, huh? Yeah, you kind of have to. Just take a time out and go to our bedroom. <laughs> so what kind of, or what genre of music would you uh, say your music sounds like? Again, it's kind of 
what night you come to see us. Uh, we, I mean, we really enjoy punk, rockabilly, um, traditional Irish, jazz, swing, just a country, bluegrass, we love bluegrass. Um, and uh, we have hours and hours of material, so really it's kind of, we, we check to see what kind of t-shirts walk in the bar, and that kind of determines our set list. I don't know if we know any Megadeth like his uh, t-shirt, but we can fake it. <laughs> so it's, yeah, we call ourselves uh, the pioneers of punk Celtic shamrockabilly. That's a cool word. The first, the first time I saw that, I'm like, punk Celtic shamrockability, what, what's that? <laughs> Now that I uh, know, now that it, you explained it, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyways, uh, do you guys ever fight over what kind of music should be in a song? Um, not usually. Do we? <laughs> do we? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think we have. No, actually, the the songs really organically fall out. Um, the ones that we write. And uh, generally, I'll come up with an idea, or Dylan will come up with an idea, and we practice in his bedroom. And Leaf will come over, he lives two doors down, and we'll just kind of hash it out and see if it sticks. And if, it, if it's a worthwhile song, it's something that we'll probably play that night. If it's not, it's probably something we'll talk about in a couple months going, hey, whatever happened to that one song? But um, it's a pretty organic thing, it really is. And uh, anytime, I think if you have have to force music, then it's probably not worth pursuing that much. You know, I think organic is, is the best way to find find out what really clicks with you. So who writes the songs? Really, we all do. Um, you. I'll come up with a couple of lyric lines or something. I spend a lot of time in traffic on the 210 freeway, so a lot of I, I consider my songwriting the 210 songwriting method. And uh, I'll usually write, I mean, I can, I can write three verses in a, couple of, in a couple of miles on the 210. Usually somewhere around Arcadia, I'm finishing the song. So I'll bring them home, and uh, Dylan will hash it out on guitar, uh, or Leaf will come over and help out with uh, chords and stuff like that. And uh, again, really, we just, it's not a big thought process. We turn it on, throw it out, and if it's good, it'll stick. So I'm guessing since the traffic's so bad in L.A. that uh, all these cars with the stereos blaring, you just grab the words from the stereos and just come <laughs> up with songs that way, right? Yeah, you know, I think we've stole a few, uh, few songs from Outkast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And definitely the Black Eyed Peas. If you've seen us before, you know you've heard the Black Eyed Peas. Well, talking about stealing songs, have you ever done covers of other band songs? Oh, lots of them. We do covers all, sometimes playing a four-hour show, you got to have a, some covers to fill the night. And, and to get, get the audience kind of yeah. interested in what you're doing, you throw them a bone once in a while. Um, we generally try to pick songs that either we, like, we totally love, um, and since we're playing, we don't get to see that band playing somewhere else, so we'll just play their songs so we can hear them. Um, or songs that, that kind of fit in with the Irish theme, like we do a lot of Stiff Little Fingers, um, the Pogues, you know, gen Irish, Irish punky kind of things that we do. Um, we also do a lot of X, which has nothing to do with Ire Ireland, but um, they sing about beer and potatoes. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of music. <laughs> well, uh, what inspired you to make this kind of music? You know, it's funny because a long time ago, um, Probably about 15 years ago, I was, uh, after my punk bands had broken up and I was just kind of messing around with a little four-track recorder, um, I heard uh, Thin Lizzy doing Whiskey in the Jar, and that was their very first hit a long, long time ago, and they kind of put a rock beat to it, and I thought, that was cool. What if I did it as a, a, you know, a hardcore punk song? So I recorded that a long time ago and uh, recorded a bunch of other songs with some of my old friends from Lost Cause. And uh, it just sounded really cool. And then I started getting into the Irish thing a little bit more. Um, and it took a long time, actually. Uh, Leaf over here said, you'll never get me to play Irish music. I don't care what you say. And I finally dragged him out. And, uh, to a I, gig without any rehearsal. To a gig without any rehearsal. And he, I don't know if he still likes Irish music, maybe. It turned out I was it's part been of seven years now, I think. He's <laughs> 
we'll, we'll convince him tonight. But um, to me, honestly, Irish is, uh, a lot of the Irish music has to do with rebellion and a lot of what the punk rock movement was about. It's about getting away from the suppressors, it's about, and the oppressors, and it's about being an individual and standing up for your rights. And uh, it's really powerful stuff. A lot of it is, is just gut-wrenching. And even when we're doing the traditional Irish, and it's this very pretty ballad, I think it's as, as hardcore as any black flag song or you know, any stiff little finger song you can find, just because it's, it's so intense lyrically um, and connected to something so human that's going on. It's really, it's really intense. So do you guys like to listen to your own songs or do you like to listen to other people's songs? I listen to other people's stuff much more. Every once in a while I'll hear one of our songs and it sounds great, but mostly I just listen to other stuff. I think I've only heard the album a couple times all the way through. Till and Blue! <laughs> well, I'm vain. I listen to it all the time. Because <laughs> you know, I want to hear how it's still sounding. It's like checking to see if your cookies are done. Like all the other music, you hear it every once in a while. I think it's the same with everybody. It's like uh, I do these radio shows, and I'd rather listen to other people than myself do the radio show. You know, it's, it's just kind of awkward listening to yourself. You know, do you ever get that feeling? Like it's a little awkward listening to yourself? Uh, no. I still do. I still have that feeling every once in a while. Yeah. Especially for singing. Yeah. Hearing my voice over the microphone is weird. That's true. That's true. Okay, so I have the album with me, and uh, is this the name of the album? Yes. Punk Celtic Shamrock Ability. And uh, there's some tracks in here, and I'm not sure. Or I had some questions about the track listing. Like, for example, track number nine. What does track number nine say? That's the star of the county down. So did you just... Uh, have or did you not have enough room to write it down or was there a particular reason why you wrote it that way well okay again graphically speaking my uh i approach life as as i approach punk rock and it's kind of like a firecracker it should be instant inspiration and then instant uh product <laughs> no don't think about it it's uh you know don't take any time just do it and then see what happens so graphically i generally will just Spit it out, and uh, and that's what it is. And I got to live with it, just like comments I make. <laughs> cool. So, so do you guys plan to uh, get drunk after the show, like all the other bands, or not? Dylan, you're 14. How uh, how do you plan on plan on spending the rest of your evening? Uh, I plan on spending the rest of the evening hanging out, probably outside. And that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I I got to set a good example for Dylan. I don't drink. That's right. We're probably the most sober Irish band you'll ever meet, except for one night in Long Beach. Don't worry, you're not alone. I'm very sober myself. So. <laughs> cool. Okay, so do you plan on having a set list, or do you just plan on playing whatever songs you think you're going to play? You know, it's funny, because... Uh, We've made so many set we, lists. We spend so much time making set lists and making copies, and we make them look really nice so that maybe eventually somebody will want one and frame one. But the second we start, it always just, like I said, it depends on whose who's t-shirt walks in. Um, that's the best part of playing live, though, is just being in the moment and being ready. And that's what's great with these guys, because um, I'm kind of the driver, being the drummer and the singer. Uh, it's great to be able to turn on a dime and go some completely different direction. And if you see the audience going one and they're losing interest, stop in the middle of a song and throw out, you know, milkshake or something to get them back there to have fun because that's what crack house is fun house and it's uh i never want it to be predictable i always want it to be fun for us and i think if it is then it's going to be fun for the people to come out and hear us always fun for us never hasn't been fun once it's always getting better every time we go out cool so i'm guessing you're not going to know what the first first song you're going to play tonight is well i know now but by <laughs> 10 o'clock that's probably going to change. Joel, do you want to bet I, whatever he's saying? We bet if he does it or not. Well, if he has a set list like usual, we'll follow maybe two songs in the middle. Okay. But sometimes I choreograph the first song, so we have to do whatever is on the list. <laughs> Otherwise, we miss fun. the choreography. Okay, so we're nearing the end of the interview. So uh, 
this album, where can people find this album? Um, well, they can look us up on myspace.com forward slash crackhouse. Um, the CD is available at our shows right now. Um, speaking of which, I want to throw in, we just found out uh, yesterday, and I don't know when this is going to go on the air, but um, my dream gig, and I, I saw this band open for Devo when I was a year younger than Dylan. I think I was 13. But uh, I saw X open for Devo, and they've been my favorite band since then. I've seen them a zillion times. Dylan's seen them, met them, hung out with them. And finally, next Sunday the 19th, we're going to be opening for X. So uh, these CDs will be available there, too. But that's it, that's it the uh, Key Club in Morongo. Uh, look us up on MySpace if you want discount tickets. We can, we can hook you up, so let us know. Cool. Okay, but uh, let's see. So you're gonna be, are you going to play, be playing any of these songs tonight off the album? Yeah. I, I always want to try, and uh, for the most part, the album is about half original, a uh, bunch of old traditional Irish, and then we have a couple cover tunes on there. Um, I always try to get the originals in there, um, but I don't think about it too much because we're just kind of like rolling down a hill. You're just having a good time, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to try to play these songs, depending on how long we have to play. But um, yeah, Dylan wrote this. Uh, Dylan wrote the first song on the CD, so I really, really, I really like that song. So we'll probably maybe we'll start off with that song. Yeah, and then you can come in and spin around twice, and then leave. Well, what did he say yet last night? He said somebody has to be the young one. No, oh, you said that. No, he did. Yeah, there's a 40-year difference no, between the right and left side of our stage. That's also something that's kind of cool about it. We're multi-generational. Cool, so the, the first track on this uh, album is Can't Get Used To It. Yeah. So I guess maybe we'll just end in the interview with Can't Get Used To It. Sound good to you? I just cool, can't cool. get used to it, yeah. Great. So that was, uh, so we just had an interview with Crack House at Sugar's Bikini Sports Bar down here in Anaheim. And I thank you all for having this interview with me. And uh, let's reintroduce ourselves. What's your name again? I'm Dylan Oberbeck, and I'm the guitarist and backup vocals. And I'm his dad, Danny Oberbeck, and I play drums and sing lead and do penny whistle occasionally. Bass and vocals, Lee Frederick. Okay, cool. So you can check out the website at http colon slash slash radio.lunarshells.com. Again, that's radio.lunarshells.com. And you can send me email at punkrockdemo at yahoo.com. And I guess we'll just enter, end this interview off with Can't Get Used to It, and I'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye.
Hardware and purple, wear and purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish, I promise. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah. Start wearing the purple, wearing the purple. Start wearing the purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish, I promise. I met you when you were at 20 And I was 20 But thought that's all years from now A purple little little lady Will be perfect For dirty old and useless clowns So yeah Start wearing a purple, wearing a purple Start wearing a purple for me They will all vanish, I promise It's just a matter of time So yeah, I know it all From Diogenes to the vocal From Lozhichkin to Yeah.
Get out!